create this situation, I'm dealing with it. You're acting like a first year fucking thief. I'm acting like a professional. Demon. De- Devil. De- uh, the 90s were obsessed with the supernatural thrillers, man. I gotta watch my peas. End of, end of Days. Devil's Advocate. Fallen. Uh, bunch of devil shit in the 90s. They were obsessed. Uh, uh, what was that movie? Godsend with Robert De Niro? Well, Stigmata. The year 2000 was... With uh, Patricia Arquette, Stigmata. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Year 2000 was on approach. Billy, Billy Corgan did the soundtrack to that film. The smashing, smashing Pumpkins guy? Well, yeah, but just the baldy. The baldy. He believes in aliens. He said he uh, actually saw aliens before. So he's like the, the grunge rock version of Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd, that's another uh, interesting character who believes in... Crystal Skull Vodka. (laughs) You said you had that, didn't you? I've tried it, yeah. It's good. Too expensive, though. It's like 55 bucks for like a... Whatever, like a pint. No, it's like the... It's inside the, the skull. Yeah. But the skull takes up the majority of the weight. <laughs> but then you get like a nice souvenir. Yeah. You get to be like Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's alien. Good job, Steven, Steven Spielberg, for uh, giving us uh, Indiana Jones uh, 4. Uh, and then uh, pa- passing the buck to some poor schmuck, James Mangold, for the fifth one. He's doing the fifth one? Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. He hasn't... He hasn't... Uh... Excuse my... Keys. Yeah. Keys, exactly. <laughs> he hasn't let us down. James Not Gold. yet. James Mangold. Nope. Mangold. Although he did do that shitty Hugh Jackman movie, Kate and Leopold. That he rom- did. That rom-com. He also did that shitty Hugh Jackman movie. Watch your work now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Logan? I Have like you that. seen the black and white Logan? Oh, I, I watched it twice uh, since 2017. I mm. think that's the only version I will watch. All right. Noir. You no. need to see. You need to see uh, Charles Xavier die in black and white. It's the only way to watch him die. Logan Noir, mm-hmm. which uh, the Chrome Chrome edition of the uh, Mad Max. I didn't. I didn't watch it. That's 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 a no go as far as I'm concerned. The the color, the colors are so vibrant in the original version that you're like, why would I ever watch this in black and white? Yeah, the orange. It seems a very odd choice. The sand. Right. Regardless of uh, George Miller's actual in- intentions with that movie, it's like, dude, why would you sap that movie of all those mm-hmm. amazing colors? Yep. So what we got today, man? It's uh, what's the what's the? We just finished up with all the holiday. We just, well, not yeah, really holiday. Well, so uh, you know, I was tw- it was is uh, it was my pick. By the way, welcome to Slob Cinema. This is Omar and AJ. Um, I wanted to sort of, stri- you know, I had another pick that was a little more cr- 
crime less less horror but i i felt like i needed a bridge between our halloween choices and our sort of whatever yeah upcoming choices you know because i had a couple slashers i had a couple more horror forward films in my uh compendium of choices for this evening's um dining experience but um i figured this was a good sort of bridge between crime and and horror and something a little different something a little cozy this was a very cozy movie to me and it's uh not talked about a lot no not not in the denzel pantheon of films um tonight aj's pick was the denzel washington film fallen from the year 1998 wow really mm-hmm. yep i thought it was actually earlier than that i think uh 98 yeah wow. wow 98 fuck this year came out this movie came out one year before the matrix how crazy is that it's uh what a swing shift again we're getting close to the millennium well, 2001, 2000, mm-hmm. everyone was kind of freaking out about that. Y2K. Mm-hmm. But some people were less concerned about the computers taking over, and more people were concerned about the devil taking over. Huge uh, Christian influence in the 90s. A lot of that going on. Probably more as much uh, more than there was now. I mean, people are still talking about Jesus nowadays, but not as much. Jesus or Azazel? Yeah, exactly. There's uh, parallels in that. We'll get uh, to this movie. Yeah. But uh, Fallen, 1998, rated R, directed by Gregory Hoblet. (laughs) Interesting last name. (laughs) Hoblet. Hobli, I believe is the French pronunciation. He's done eight movies. Uh, yeah, he's probably most famous. Oh, speaking of The Strain, this guy directed one episode of The Strain. Oh, sweet. You Fucking in, connection. You were I didn't recommending even, yeah. that. I recommended the Guillermo del Toro produced film. Um, but, uh, looks like this guy was doing a lot of TV. Hill Street Blues, L.A. Law, Equal Justice. A, a great series that only lasted one season called Cop Rock. Hmm. Cop Rock. And then uh, NYPD Blue, notoriously. And then the big hit came with Primal Fear, starring Richard Gere and a slob favorite, Edward Norton. Have you ever seen Primal Fear? Yeah, probably... What was that, 97? 96. Holy shit. So this is like prime cable time right here. This is when all the good stuff was on. Yeah, I mean, this was, oof, this guy, he took kind of a nosedive, nosedive after this. He did Frequency, which was the, um, the pairing with, um, uh, this is the uh, Dennis Quaid hearing voices through the radio movie, as opposed to the Michael Keaton hearing voices through the radio movie, White Noise. I'm looking at that right now, Uh yep. But then uh, Frequency, you know, arguably still pretty good rating on the old IMDBA, but then Hearts War with Bruce Willis. And then Fracture with Anthony Hopkins. And then a movie called Untraceable starring Diane Lane, Colin Hanks, and pretty much no one else. And how about uh, 1989's 
Roe versus Wade, which is very topical Extremely, nowadays. Extremely uh, pres- prescient. <laughs> <laughs> so he was ahead of his uh, ahead yeah, of the times. Ahead of the times. Mm-hmm. Doing a bunch of cop shows, and then he just cut primal fear, and then f- he loves cops. Is uh, the kind of takeaway from his filmography for for the most part, despite the uh, trilogy of Hearts War, Fracture, and Untraceable. Fracture. Uh. Ryan Gosling and Anthony uh, Hopkins. I think that's the movie where Anthony Hopkins like gets revenge on Ryan Gosling for fucking his wife. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. The tagline, I shot my wife. Prove it. Oh. That's it. Interesting. Uh, another uh, Ryan Gosling uh, tie here is that the director of photography, or the DP, as mm-hmm. we call it in the biz, was uh, Thomas Newton Siegel. Who also did the photography for Drive? Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had that in my notes here. He, uh, Siegel is a pretty uh, accomplished uh, photographer. He's done um, Drive, X Men, the first one and second, and then um, uh, he's done uh, Usual Suspects. And uh, what else do I got here? Uh, yeah, Usual Suspects, X Men, Drive. And this movie. Okay. So, I mean, well, he's done a couple of... I think he's done maybe a, a M. Night Shyamalan movie. A couple of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, an accomplished DP. The movie did look great, even on this first-gen uh, DVD. Is there a Blu-ray? Ooh, that's a good question. Because I was wondering about that, because I, I don't feel like I've seen this I feel like this movie lived and, lived and died by the Snapcase DVD. Right, mm-hmm. Like, uh, no one ever thought, like, oh, this needs a Blu-ray, really. And so, yeah, we were watching uh, AJ's copy, and he's got, like, this little sticker that says two ninety five. He paid two ninety five for it at... Uh... Downtown Books, Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. On so... Broadway. That's what I'm talking about. On DVD. Had the old uh, flip uh, one side full screen, one side uh, widescreen disc. So I'm feeling like this is kind of like a sort of a hangover from the halloween season be today being november 18th already so we're like approaching thanksgiving we're approaching thanksgiving i mean this is a you get a chilly feeling from this movie that i think you um can be mm-hmm. clearly tied to a sort of a november movie is what i is why i ultimately came down to picking this movie is that it felt like a very um you know, you're in your apartment, it's late at night, you got the Christmas lights on, you just want something to maybe doze off to, and you put in Fallen. <laughs> and then you wake up to demons uh And then you wake up to James, Gun- James Gondolfini's uh, mustache. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, there were, it, based the cat, in, the uh, cast was pretty small, but pretty stellar mm-hmm. also. And then the setting for the movie was Philly, so... Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a scene also really uh, showed off the fall colors, the leaves and everything. Like there was just like a, a couple moments, but you, like you, you some, were saying, you get some snowy wood scenes. You're in a little cabin. You're in the Evil Dead cabin. Yeah. So you do get those like uh, kind of like us being from Wisconsin. We do get we we definitely know the change from mm-hmm. summer to <laughs> fall. Happened then. pretty briskly this year. From the uh, 75 degree weather, like November, you know, 14th to like the fucking 15 degree Within weather a week. day. We had, yeah. yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. Climate change isn't real, Omar, just so you know. 
Well, it all depends on who you vote for. And then mm-hmm. uh, that's who you, um Okay, so it being November, how was your October? What did you watch? What experiences, Oof. new experiences, new movies, new enlightenments on old movies? How, how did your uh, Halloween season go? I watched a pretty good amount of movies. I mean, like I usually do during October. The, the October to December quotient of films per day is pretty high. Yeah. Because, you know, you go to work, it's cold outside, you're not going for a walk, you're not, unless there's something going on, you're going to a Bucks game, mm-hmm. you're doing something, you're just staying home. You're just staying home inside the warm little yeah, little place you got. Yeah, you don't want to be outside too much. No, you go, you go out for a Bernie, maybe yeah. go back inside. <laughs> I was, uh, it, this is kind of the time because October I really cram in a lot of the horror movies and then... November, December, that's pretty much the movies that I missed all year or the ones I've been kind of leaving off or the ones I know probably will make a top ten list. So I went through quite you a know? few. Let me give you my little uh, little roster from Via Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah. For so my... Uh, your diary? My diary. Uh, um, a lot of written reviews on the old letterbox for October. Um, we start off with Carnival of Souls, four stars. Piranha, the 1978, three stars. I like that one. Monsters, <clears throat> half star. <laughs> Howard the Duck, two and a half. The Blob, four and a half, the 88 version. Scream 3, two stars. The Night Flyer, three stars. Collateral, five stars. Bodies, 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 star and a half. Okay, so let's, let's spend some time on bodies, 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 because... Mm-hmm. I did see a lot of hype for that one. There's just way too much hype for horror films these days. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, I don't know if people like, I don't know if it's because people are just like, I don't know a single horror film and now I saw Barbarian and I give it five stars. Or if it's like, I question the genuine praise of horror films come 2022 right because i feel like people were de- i feel like people were deprived i feel like the last time there was a real push in horror films it was like 2004 it was like the hostels the saws you know there's a pretty big push paranormal activity there's like a pretty big push in the mid 2000 aughts and then now it's kind of come back people were kind of done with it for a while and now all of a sudden there's all these and with credence there's the there's the jordan peele movie or there's the new you know, this or that, or there's the James Wan, Ari Oster, or James Wan, or uh, Robert Eagers. Yep, you yep. know, there's you know, a bunch of those guys are coming out with new movies, and I just feel like, you know, shit's kind of been given too much, um, too much credence in the in the critical vein of these horror films because I feel like the reason why they're getting such high ratings is because these people don't know horror history. Right. They yeah. don't know. You know the, the 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 influences that have come across into these new movies, where basically they've been just basically revamping or rebooting these kind of common tropes or common storylines, and people are like, "I've never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Barbarian gets five stars, exactly, or you know something like that." Um, I I felt that way about uh, X, and I know you liked it a little more than I did. I've never seen Friday the Thirteenth or or <laughs> Halloween, so I'm going to give X five stars. Yeah, or like you said, uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw, kind of that countryside abandoned house or some huge mountain. I mean, mountain. What am I talking about? Mansion, and then like these 
weird country hillbilly type folks are living in meanwhile a- on our great uh movie thon with peter and ray we watched uh spider baby yeah we had a good time there we got together which watched, is like uh, that shit's you know that shit's from fucking 1960 something watched it yeah and uh so that was another fun time too. We just got together and, and watched a bunch of. Uh, so we did see our, see our Instagram post on that, fellas. Yeah, it was like Spider Baby, Alligator, um, Slugs, Slugs, uh, Night of the Demons. Mm-hmm. That one was a good one. Mm-hmm. And pure insanity. That one. Uh, my review for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies said, "It's too bad I can't roll my eyes hard enough so that you could hear it." <laughs> And that's uh, starring uh, Pete Pete Davidson, your guy. Trash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the funniest Cal- and sexiest man alive. Apparently, is what we've been force fed. Caltiki, the immortal monster, four stars. Oh, Ma- Mario Bava joint. Alice, sweet Alice, four stars. Hell Knight, four stars. You own Caltiki? Yeah, Blu-ray. That's like the the, the spine head, the floating spine head movie, right? It's like Indonesian or no? That's um, Mystics of Bali. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The red, le- <laughs> the famous red letter media review. I get that. I always wanted to see that one. Um, controversial for some reason or not. Maybe I was in a certain state of mind. But dark, the Dark Knight, two and a half stars. Mm-hmm. The Mutilator, three and a half stars. Pink Floyd, The Wall, five stars. Barbarian, two and a half stars. Okay, so like Barbarian, that's another one that like you mentioned. A lot of people are talking a lot about it. Oh, that was a it. that was a big like. So I went to Madison to visit my brother for a Halloween visit. You know, twenty eighth, twenty whatever it was, and uh, it was like, oh well, we've heard so much about Barbarian, we've got to watch it for a Halloween weekend. Mm. And we watched it, and we had a fun enough time. Me, my brother, and his girlfriend Jillian. Um, but shout out Jillian! Hello. Shout out Jillian, who's who thinks Ghostbusters Two is better than <laughs> Ghostbusters. She's infamous. She's, in this, yeah, um, right. We're not sure what to trust when it comes to her opinions. Hey, you know, whatever you may think, some of us like Desperado, some of us like uh, <laughs> uh, Brain Dead. You yeah, know, uh-huh. you don't judge them for that. Those some of, things. Some of, some of us like uh, what's the Hennen Lauder? Yeah, brain damage. Yeah, yeah, brain damage. Uh, you know what's crazy? I just noticed uh, the app Peacock has the Henenlotter movies, or at least it has uh, Frankenhooker. Ooh. Which is like, what? Peacock? You know, it's like NBC has like this. Yeah, see, it's, I feel like Peacock is a sort of bridge between like Amazon and Disney. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of gets whatever the fuck is left over. Right. But and Frankenhooker kind of, to me, belongs in the Peacock because... Unless you're hunting the fucking, you know, Amazon has a lot of really obscure horror films, but they're always like really bad um, transfers. Mm. They're always like from VHS almost sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then Peacock will be like, well, I'll have that movie, but it'll be in Blu-ray quality. And I think uh, Tubi does it too, where Tubi does the like high definition transfer that would have been from like uh, one of the boutique labels mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, just to continue up until uh, present day, we got uh, into November, November 1st, Slither, mm-hmm. five stars. Midnight in Paris, four and a half stars. Hannibal, three stars. All Quiet in the Western Front, five stars, the new one. Mm-hmm. Planet of Dinosaurs, three and a half. So you sort of like... Hellboy uh, 2, four stars. 
you like mixed in some non there's yeah there's some uh there's some yeah a little bit of sci-fi a little bit of war film a little bit of oh yeah you saw the world war one uh yeah, the new one that just came yeah, out, right? Yeah, All Quiet in the Western Front. Yeah. So, like, what's that about? Because I'm seeing a lot of reviews, and you said you liked it better than 1917. Mm-hmm. I really like 1917, but it's one of those gimmick movies. You know, it's one of the... It's gimmicky, and there are sections where it is pure tension, and I, you know, give mm-hmm. that to it. The, the part where he has to, like, cross the fucking river, mm-hmm. and it's bullet, bullets are flying, and he's got to, like tiptoe across a ruined bridge to get yeah. to the other side but um just as a story level i mean like you're saying 1917 doesn't really provide characters or a story it's just, and instead of like a normal film where it's abc three it's a acts, happening it's just like a b it's just right. boom boom yeah here to there That's, like this happened and this is you're with this character right. the whole time, you know. And, and also, like, there's not a lot of dialogue that sort of gives you any insight into mm-hmm. those those characters. The di- not that the dialogue's bad, but it'll be like, you know, Benedict Cumberpatch gives a good monologue, but then he's out of the movie. I mean, be brave. Is right. that the one? Yeah, basically. Or was it Warhorse where he was like, "Be brave"? Oh, I never saw Warhorse. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. Um, that's when like he, like Spielberg did Tintin and Warhorse in the same year, and I think BFG too. Holy shit! Like really, really uh, played the gamut of like trying to see which yeah. genre would make him the most money. Yeah, maybe he thought. <laughs> is it a family friendly movie? Is it a World War One film? Is it a you know? Is it a beloved comic book adaptation? And now he's just doing biopic movies, though. Uh, well, but. he's now just he's he's mm-hmm. now been reduced to making a movie about his own, <laughs> you know, shitty suburban childhood. The Fablemans, the Fablemans yeah. yeah. Uh, which I hear good stuff. I'm not going to criticize. I it. haven't seen it yet, so I can't critique right, it. Right, right. So all I know is that Spielberg is like, this is the first time I made my fantasies as a as a mirror on my own life. It's an interesting story, too. Because arguably all of Spielberg... Well, a, a, a pretty big majority of Spielberg's films are about, you know, divorce, growing up with us, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. individual parents, living in a pretty affluent area, but still you're, like, riding your bike around the town instead of, like, hanging out at your house. And you know the whole situation, you know. His mom pretty much had relations with his dad's best friend. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then they basically separated, and then, like, the dad was like, I loved her so much, I let it happen, you know? So it's like... Part of me is like that schmaltzy bullshit, but then the other part of me is like, well, it's very similar to how I did things. But if it's... You know, when your folks divorce, and you're just like, well, I guess I'll just be in the basement watching movies. And look what it created. I mean... A we, monster. <laughs> well, we have Jaws, we have... Uh, well, yeah, oh, Park. you mean in that sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So it's like, it's horrible, and I feel for his, uh, you know, everything he went through, but I mean... If his folks hadn't divorced, he'd be just some schmo at a gas station. And they're still, they still have love for each other. It's really sweet if you, they're like, they're still alive, I'm pretty sure, but like, when they talk about the past and what happened... His parents? They can't be. I think so, Spielberg's like 72. Yeah, his his mom's like 135 years old. Yeah, just look her up, yeah. You'll see her at the premiere in Mm. some sort of 
capsule like so uh that's like fucking little big man over there keeping her alive years old yeah yeah just look it up it's a beautiful story but it's kind of fucked up were there any of those films i mentioned that you want to hear my review of written um i read i i liked a few of them the hellboy on, too on letterbox yeah let me let me hear what you said about i saw that one twice in theaters me as well i loved it i love if you had to pick hellboy or hellboy 2 I gotta go with two, man. Oof. And everyone just did not fuck with it. Oh, you know? shit. Yeah, it I saw that opening night. Disappointing, dude. I mean, still made some money, but, you know, similar. He only got to make the second one of those because the first one did so great on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was an awesome DVD box set. Dude. Jam-packed. Yep, yep. But uh, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, 2008, four stars. Mm-hmm. Del Toro's ability to interweave pulp, horror homage, humor, poetic beauty, gothic set design, humanity, and monsters remains his supreme talent as a filmmaker. This underrated sequel displays all of these traits and is simultaneously a wonderfully playful and action-packed film that, like most of his work, aims to elevate commercial genre fare with something elevated. God willing, he finally gets to make his H.P. Lovecraft film. Will he? Ever. At the Mountains of Madness. He's, uh... So what's coming out now? Pinocchio? <laughs> <laughs> the CH in Italian makes a K sound, Omar. It's Pinocchio. I'm pronouncing it in Mexican. Ah. Because uh-huh. you're... <laughs> you have to separate from Because Mexican the, is a language. <laughs> you have to separate it from the Disney... Uh, the recent one where uh tom hanks plays geppetto i know you liked my hannibal review too the ridley scott hannibal yep 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 i've been wanting to rewatch that dude because i probably saw it like four times when it came out playing on cable nonstop, and then bunch of shit cut out of it yep and then see that's kind of going back to our feature film of the night fallen Mm -hmm. starring denzel washington i like that was a movie it was just always on. It was on uh, TNT at night. Yep. And you just watch it and you're like, why doesn't anyone ever talk about this movie? There's John Goodman, James Gandolfini. I think it was largely overshadowed by the uh, 97 uh, Devil's Advocate mm-hmm. with Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. Which one's better, though? Which is a better made film? I would say this movie. Which is more fun? Probably Devil's Advocate. Is Angel Because Heart? you got this one, you got like a bunch of random fuckers as the devil. Whereas yeah. in Devil's Advocate, it's Al Pacino as the devil. Yeah. So would you rather have Al Pacino or Robert De Niro as your uh, Mephistopheles or. Uh, right. Because obviously, uh, De Ni- the, the main, the godfather argument of Al Pacino as the <laughs> devil and Devil's Advocate or Robert De Niro as the devil, aka Louis Cipher, yeah. in uh, Angel Heart. What's hilarious is someone just followed me. Which, like, on, there's that uh, shot of De Niro with, like, the weird yellow glass eyes. And he's like, you. He had those uh, big pointy nails. He had jaundice. His eyes <laughs> real. He had those Michael <laughs> he was Jordan sick. eyes. He was sick. He wasn't <laughs> the devil. He was just sick. Yeah, the, uh, someone followed me on Letterboxd today. And they, their name was Louis Cipher. And I was like, wow. You were like. Great name. You were like, delete. <laughs> you know. Letterbox is one of them things. 
I don't give a shit. It's not like Facebook or whatever, like like what would have been Instagram or Twitter. It's just like if someone follows me, I'm just gonna follow them. I don't yeah. give you know. Letterbox is a, a really nice community. It's like they're all pretty polite. Nice. It might be it might be the last vestige of polite online society for real. Because I think Reddit's pretty awesome. I don't too. see a lot of. You gave this movie a bad review. You fucking suck dicks yeah. in hell, you piece of shit. No one, no uh, one says shit like that. Or like, whereas on YouTube, it's like that's every fucking comment. Yeah, it's it's really positive driven. Where it's like if someone agrees with you, they're gonna like it. But if they don't, they they're not really gonna like screw with what you're saying. Pretty much, what I like about it is if they like your shit, they'll comment that they like it, and if they don't, they'll just. Mm-hmm. Just pass it by. Doesn't matter. Did you see uh, going back to like the like? Mm-hmm. I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, go ahead. But I had the review for for Slither, and I mentioned the music of Slither mm-hmm. and how good it is. And someone was like, "Just to hear someone mention Tyler Bates score that movie makes me very happy." And I was like, "You sir, get a follow." Tyler Bates, man. Good, good yeah. shit. Yeah, he's like the ultimate mid-budget Hollywood movie composer. I really remember him from the 300. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was looking up a lot of his uh, tracks. Well, he's, he's basically James Gunn and Zack Snyder's guy, which is funny considering they just gave James Gunn the reins of DC over Snyder. Mm hmm. I, I totally agree with that, though. Mm. Like, he's really going to make something happen, man. He's going to do, like, 20 more Suicide Squad level. That's That's been my main argument about DC is that they should have started way smaller earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just go straight for the Superman, even though I love Superman versus Batman. Um, don't just go straight for the three main players, and that's all you got. How about, uh, did you have any interest in Black Adam or seeing how... Nope. <laughs> what, would, what would come out of that? My, my cousin and brother saw it, and they said it was fine. And I go, well... Doesn't make me go running for the theater. What about uh, Wakanda Forever? No interest. That's another one, dude. It dropped, and I heard a couple podcasts talking about it, but then it's like, okay, that's it. It's over. Yeah. I think it's doing okay in the theater, but who knows? I, I just really... Pretty much after Avengers Endgame, I mean... What else? The, the the only the only Gen Four whatever mm-hmm. Phase Four Phase yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, MCU movie that got me got my fat ass into a seat was uh, Doctor Strange Two oh because yeah. Sam Raimi Sam Raimi and, and I wasn't too crazy about it and it's not excellent but that's definitely the best of the bunch that's come out so far I mean Eternals, bro. Have you even watched? I that? haven't seen that yet. Thank no. God, it's fucking god awful, and it's also the longest Marvel movie outside of the Infinity Wars. Lofty, they got pretty lofty with that yeah. one. What about a little uh, too preachy? Um, uh, Love and Thunder. I uh, saw that streaming. Not impressed. No, he didn't. Uh, uh, yeah, that's another little, one. Little, little too much of the old. Uh, Taika's got a little too much. Uh, fire under the ass for that one mm-hmm. you know because it's been reported he had like a four hour 20 minute cut or something like that it's like dude why would you make a movie that's four <laughs> hours you know they're gonna cut the shit out of it just make a fucking cohesive movie yeah and if, if you if you and then you watch love and thunder and you're like well this is a fucking mess 
If you need four hours to explain what you're trying to say, then poor craftsmanship. Yeah. It's it's gonna be cut down. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know. So I watched that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But then you know what? Oh, interesting thing we also did on my last trip to Madison with my cousin and brother was that we started the MCU linearly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, that's the right word. Linearly. In a linear fashion, <laughs> like from from the year that the film takes place uh-huh. to to forward. Okay. So not just in terms of release, but in terms of years that the movies take place. So like the first movie was the first Avenger, you know. Yes. And then we did like first Avenger, then like Captain Marvel. Yikes. And then it was like. Uh, you didn't like Captain Marvel. Why? Am I a conscious human being? Of course I didn't like You Captain hate Marvel. women? <laughs> you hate powerful women that can fly? Yeah, they should stay in their place. Get back in the kitchen, <laughs> Captain Marvel. You're you're flying? You have powers. That's another Superman shitty thing, because when you introduce a person like Captain Marvel that has like the powers of the whole universe, then you're just like, okay, well, why is this even a character? Because then she just smashes through 18 battleships in infinity war and you're like okay and i love they're just like why didn't you save us before she's like i'm busy i'm busy saving other worlds more important than earth okay i was saving the white universes over the brown universes (laughs) (laughs) it's disney you know you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta grease the palm a little bit the white woman savior Mm mm-hmm um, I didn't care for her haircut. I kind of would prefer the the long hair, but oh, I love. Don't get me wrong, I love Brie Larson. I shouldn't, you know, me being, I have a penis. Are I you sh- saying she had a lesbian haircut? What are you trying to say, Omar? No, she had a very uh, San Francisco haircut. Ah, I get what you're saying. The first, <laughs> the Frisco burger. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pause for edit. Cut that shit out. Uh huh. Sorry, excuse us. We're having a little inner monologue. Yeah. But uh, let's get back to the shit. Uh, we've gabbled a little bit, uh, gammed a lot about uh, other movies. But uh, n- needless to say, the October November has been a good ride movie wise. Yeah, I, I watched. I quite got a bit. Wacko in the mail, the Peter advised mm-hmm. Blu ray. Loved it. We saw that on, uh, I think that was on Amazon. We watched it as like a, a party mm-hmm. on online during the the COVID pandemic. The plandemic, I guess. <laughs> the plandemic. <laughs> we're, we're being very controversial today. We hate Miss Marvel. We're tearing down the walls on this episode. <laughs> we hate Miss Marvel. Plandemic. What else? What other topics? We. I mean, with it. Uh. uh <coughs> Post election. You know. What's his name? Walker in Georgia. He's a genius. Herschel. Herschel Walker. Uh, yeah, but overall, I mean, and even our podcast, the the last three before this one were, uh, horror heavy, let's mm-hmm. say. We were definitely in the mood. Here, let me, let me pull up my letterbox real quick. Yeah, let's see what you got. Enough about me. I mean, shit, I, like, most of them I watched were your ass, so. We were hanging out a lot in October. 
Let me see what I got here. I just recently uh, rewatched RoboCop 2 on my birthday. Now, isn't that going to be our 50th? So yeah. You, so huh? you watch it like two weeks before yeah. we're going to do our 50th. <laughs> I could watch that uh, a day before. And yeah. All, you know. yeah. 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 So my October, um, Coco. Really? What'd you uh, give that? I gave that a five star. Mm-hmm. That was my first time uh, I watched it with Sarah. She All was, I know is that it was so touching it made people cry. Did you cry? I almost did. Sarah was crying. Which I can... Okay, on the podcast, I'll be truthful. I was crying. <laughs> but like the tear the tear didn't drop down. Yeah, well, your your dad's jeans kicked in and your eyes sucked back up the tear and you were like, I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm heterosexual. I will not cry. I don't I don't espouse affection that so, way. So like the tear didn't drop and then I looked at Sarah and she was crying, so I kinda chuckled and she was like, Don't make fun of me for crying and I was like, Oh good. She didn't notice that I am mm-hmm. like emotional. Only about the it. woman cries. Right. <laughs> So that was that was probably the my highest rated movie of all. Right. Um, Slither four and a half. So I'm there okay. with you. Same uh, same star rating exactly. Yep, eighty one's uh, Halloween two. I had to watch that after uh, watching Halloween and just to clear the fucking palate and, and put in a good Halloween movie. I gave that two and a half. I I like it. Really? I like it, but. It, Halloween 2 you gave yeah. two and a half stars? Yeah, it loses me a little bit. Oh, shit. I love that. The Mr. Sandman? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like... Uh, was it just because of the Jamie Lee Curtis wig? No, no. You were like, mm, down And star. like a lot of guys uh, or a lot of people don't like the just the aspect of her being the sister. And they're like yeah. really butthurt about that. But... With me, it's like it it slows down really bad. Um, the kills aren't great. Um, I really like the creepy. The you don't like the uh, the old uh, scalpel up the back and lifting her up off her feet. Mm. Mm. The the needle in the eye. The needle in the eye was good, or like the the tear, the blood tears. How about the down. hammer to the head? It was all good, but it like it was almost like physics wise and kind of i don't know it was like all kind of awkward it it was sort of awkward for me you know um but i i still really like that movie and i still like the look of it i like the that whole the the creepy stalking the whole first like 10 minutes where it's the post death and then you got michael myers like walking through the the alleys, the, of the alleyway, town, yep. and he sneaks in on the old lady making the ham sandwich. Yep. And then the shot goes where she's like, "What do you want on your sandwich? You want mayonnaise?" And Michael Myers just is behind her, <laughs> like, "I'll leave now." Yep, yep, yep. Like I love that shit. Yep. It. it I would in say, the hospital, you're right. It does get a little stagnant. Gets a little like. So he just keeps on hiding in hospital rooms. Yeah, and then it just like turns into the chase, and then like. uh Donald Pleasance, mm, just kind of useless the whole time. Uh, was it because he didn't pronounce uh, Sam Hain correctly? <laughs> he didn't. He was just all over the place. But he was drunk. It's okay. I can I can definitely rewatch it. But realistically, I don't know what type of mood I was in. But I did give it a two and a half. Uh, you let me borrow slugs. That was three. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Halloween 3, A Season of the Witch. I had got that uh, Shout Factory. The new, the new 4K. Yeah, so I watched that. Three and a half for that one. I really like that one. That okay. one's always fun. Mm-hmm. Near- I love the kid getting the, the snake crawls out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and like it likes, when he falls, like his head when smashes. When you introduce robots into Halloween, that's pretty fucking cool. And he likes, like his head smashes like a pumpkin, you know? Yeah. Uh, Near Dark. That was a f- that was my first time watch. That was like a four was and a half. Is that off Amazon or what? Dude, uh, I watched that on the uh, the mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm, the yeah the little trick the little thingy where yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. where you click and you see the it. bar scene, dude, with Paxton, <laughs> one of the all time best. Uh, yep, best scenes in movies, regardless of uh, vampire movies. Just the uh, uh, I-, I hate it when they don't shave. I'm pretty sure that's. Like the movie that John Carpenter wishes he made. You know what I mean? For vampires with uh, James Woods. Right. It, it's like that's what he he wanted to do what yeah. Catherine Bil- Bigelow yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, other than that, dude, I mean, the movies we watched together. I mean, Halloween ends. You can check out our episode to see what we think about that. But The Munsters, two and a half. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that movie charmed me, man. Which is funny because, like, if you were like, that movie charmed me, you'd be like, oh, did you give it three and a half? He's like, no, two and a half. <laughs> and I agree also with you with the blob, four and a half. And then uh, X, that's one that I only gave two stars. I just, it didn't it didn't do it for me, really. You know, especially with Texas Chainsaw being one of my favorites, like, where it's like, that's legit, you know. Texas Chainsaw Two is a is a hundred times better. Than I love that. that one also. Also, that's another. That's one a of past our, episode. Everybody, yep. look it up. Check it out. And so, all the way back, we've fallen behind, and now we're falling back in. Fallen <laughs> <laughs> with Fallen from 1998. Film begins with uh, Elias Kateas, an actor of some renown, known for his roles in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Zodiac, amongst others. Elias Kateas, what a a Greek gentleman, ec- epic name there. Mm-hmm. He he can channel a little De Niro. He went bald you know, very quickly, especially just... in this first scene. He's really trying. He he probably imag- He's imagining. He's, he, he's pulling the Hopkins uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yep. He's doing his six minutes on screen, and then he's out, mm-hmm. giving it us all for that six minutes. And this is pretty much like Denzel's coming in and. Uh, just seeing what's up. Yeah, talking to yeah. Him. Uh, his ch- police chief, Donald Sutherland, is saying, you know, good job. You picked up your eighth uh, super killer or whatever. And uh, so, what was going on in the nineties that we had all these like fucking in this movie universe? It's just like these crazy serial killers. Well, clearly it came back because everyone was obsessed with serial killer movies in the nineties, and then uh, you know, come the twenty tens. Every Netflix series about a serial killer does, like, mad numbers. Yeah. So, I think people have kind of always loved serial killers. They're just obsessed with murderers? Yeah, I had a a teacher in high school, Mr. Brown, and he made us do reports on various serial killers for, like, a whole period. Mm -hmm. Like, so, it was, like, a class of, like, 30 kids, and each one had to do a different serial killer. Which proves to maybe the problem with the American justice system that there are so many serial killers. <laughs> but um, every time some kid would go up there and say something fucked up, like, 
oh, the Green River Killer. His mom bathed him until he was 15. Mm-hmm. He would just be like, uh-huh, yeah, I like that, yeah. He'd be like, Mr. Brown, do you like this a little too much? <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely like the, you know, like, we were, like we've been saying, the, the Silence of the Lambs, man. Mm-hmm. Once a serial killer movie gets an Oscar, it's free reign for Hollywood. Let's do it. Yeah, that's insane, man. Just I, like, I highly doubt if Silence of the Lambs had not come out that a movie like Seven would have come out. I think that was solely, I mean, Anthony Hopkins just put such a performance. Well, and he uh, elevated the, you know, because I think before that, serial killer movies were always like a really creepy, ugly dude with like barely any talent. It was pretty much the guy who throws semen on. Yeah, uh, just just on, a, just a gross psycho. Yeah, and then Jody Anthony, Foster. Yeah, and then he ma- he swallows his own tongue. Yeah, but um, he's not as charming. It, it as... elevated the role of serial killer to being something that could be an acting milestone. Mm-hmm. See, American Psycho, Christian Bale, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly became sort of a a prestige role to have, rather than a I'm doing a horror exploita- exploitation movie role. And that's weird that we want to be like uh, seduced by these uh, mm-hmm. serial killers because it, like, I mean. Patrick Bateman, come on, you know the tw- he does a thousand sit-ups a day. The twelve pack, the mm-hmm. you know all his obsession with his image, his he career. Tried to, he tried to feed an ATM a dog. <laughs> Perfect. I just, we all want to do that. I rewatched that uh, maybe a month ago. It's like awesome, and that was directed by a woman, awesome. Mary Heron. Yeah, yeah. What did she go on to do? Does she not much? Yeah, but I mean, you imagine you make like this, like cult classic and then you're just like i'm good or like you just realize it you're saying okay this is about the best as it's gonna be let me just ride this wave get my paychecks do a few creative endeavors but it won't be as good as american psycho nope starring uh a slob cinema hall of famer, uh, uh, Jared Leto. Jared, Jared Pito. <laughs> Jared Leto, what up? With his Croatian sex cult island. <laughs> is he still, is, is that still a thing? Yeah, I think it's still up and running. <laughs> Pretty good. good. good, good. Oh. Making quiche. Yeah. Yeah. Press that like button and subscribe to my cult. <laughs> but uh, here we get the, uh, the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Elias is walking to the gas chamber. And we get the Rolling Stones song, Time is on My Side. Which is... The entirety of the musical budget of this movie. It's very... Just the one song. Very prominent in this uh, film. It's whistled, it's hummed, it's sang, it's musical chaired. At one point when uh, Detective Hobbs is just listening to the song, passing through like 12 different people. Time is on my side. Yes, it is! The best of which came at the end with John Goodman belting out that The song. good old John Goodman. He yeah. even added like a little, dr- what is it? Southern. A little, little draw. Yeah, draw. <laughs> he does it. What was it? What was the actual line that he did like at the end? He was like, he was like time is on my side. Yes, it is. And then the line after that, that's when he really added it. But I can't remember. You always say... That you want to be friends. But you can't come back. Something like that. He was was jiggling quite quite a bit. Uh, His quote is, You like the Stones, Hobbs? I bet you don't, you monkeys fan pussy. 
Yeah, so what's wrong with the monkeys, man? The monkeys are good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you said it right. The monkeys are good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say the monkeys are stones, but just to be like, I bet you like the monkeys, don't you, you fucking stupid idiot? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Seemed a little harsh for my taste. That I think that was just the director again projecting some of his uh, yeah some of his yeah. he was like beliefs. I like I like classic rock you like Beatles ripoff shit mm-hmm. yeah but uh, basically we get this whole interplay where uh, Elias Kateas is doing a whole bunch of gibberish or what we think at the time is gibberish but it's like secretly some <laughs> Syrian Almerian or something like that Aramaic Aramaic like yeah. some ancient, Syrian Aramaic ancient language that uh, uh, only spoken by like sheep herders in like two places but it's a little it's a little scary because if like you hear like uh some person is like possessed or something mm-hmm. and they start speaking in some language you don't know what they're saying and they just look insane that's a little more that adds to the the scary mm-hmm. effect of it because you're you like, don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're like you're not American. <laughs> you're, not, you're not speaking. Freedom fries. Freedom fries. <laughs> you're not speaking English. I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Was a good setup. But uh, uh, Denzel is is uh, playing along with the guy, and he kind of holds out his hand to be sort of a final farewell. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we don't know what this means, but he shakes his hand and something to Elias's disappointment happens. Mm-hmm. Something doesn't work the way he thought it would. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like uh, if you had a disease mm-hmm. and you wanted to spread it to another. And suddenly you meet someone who's totally immune. Mm-hmm. And they don't get it. And you're like, what the fuck? You're like... I didn't wear rubber. How is this person not? <laughs> I don't believe in condoms. That's gay. So he tries to transfer something into him. Doesn't work. Through physical touch. He gets strapped in into the gas chamber. He uh, brushes against a security guard. And suddenly when the man dies, mm-hmm. we turn into demon vision. And it's a very yellowy uh, filter. Saturated, uh, yeah, you know, distorted image. Like a really icky color. Like a really... Yeah, 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 like a... Vomit color. Like piss yellow. Yeah. And that's just, I guess, uh, the, the, the demons wearing like aviators or like yeah. they, with the mm-hmm. yellow tint on it. Right. So... And he... And he he possesses the security guard. And then this is kind of where we're establishing, oh, something's floating about. And it's... Uh, this entity can switch bodies. Mm-hmm. Do you think the, the cameraman had a good time just like, like ooh, just <laughs> swiveling a, the I'm, camera? I'm a ghost. <laughs> I'm a demon. <laughs> so... Uh, that pretty much establishes, but at this moment, do you think a lot of people are like, oh, okay, okay, it's some sort of entity? I, I think at the time, people are like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're like, where is Denzel? Why isn't the serial killer dead? <laughs> Why isn't Denzel taking his shirt off? Yeah. 
Why is he chewing gum all the time? He loves chewing gum. Very cavalier, uh, in a cavalier type of way. Especially, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like it, like the beginning of the movie kind of has Denzel's character just very arrogant, almost. Mm. Very self-assured. But then uh, one thing we didn't mention was how the movie started with the end. Let me tell you about the time I almost died. Mm -hmm. A lot of movies do that. They tend to do that where they show you the end and then... A little old uh, Sunset Boulevard syndrome. And it pauses or freeze frame and it's like... Let me... Hold on. Let me tell you the whole story. You're probably wondering how I got here. Well, here's how. Yeah. And And then then the movie starts. Exactly. Or with credits or... (laughs) (laughs) Here's all my sign. But so... um, I don't know. It's a lot going on, but we get it. Mm -hmm. And... uh, We've seen enough at this point to know that... Okay, there's like a weird camera above Elias. That's his spirit. The spirit is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. The bad thing switches bodies. Now that person is a bad thing. So, the venereal disease of uh, spirits. Yeah, Cronenberg it up, man. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> so, it goes into the security guard, and then from there... And it goes to get a cheesesteak. <laughs> Goes to get a cheesesteak in downtown Philly and hey. meets a bunch of fucking fucking schmucks that he passes his evil on to. And, there, and during this period, we're just learning, okay, has some sort of appetite? Has some sort of quirk? I don't even know why he eats, Yeah, to be honest. It's a, if he's a demon, why does he even feed the bodies that he's fucking with? If you really want to stretch it, maybe it's just like, okay, I'm... In this body. Arguably, the only reason he eats is to set up the M.O. of the cornflakes, sugar, milk. And that's just performance art at that point. Which is like, bro, why are you eating fucking cornflakes? And especially the way he aligns it, you know? Where it's just like he puts the the cereal box just so, Mm -hmm. and then the the milk and the bowl, you know, almost like Except when he inhabits the fat man, in which case he can't help but eat no matter what it is (laughs) because he's he's eating grilled cheese, he's eating meatball hoagies, he's eating everything. Yeah, so like, there's like a few things that kind of like the movie picks up and then it lets go. So it's like the eating aspect... And then there was like now, a, if you had the mo of him doing like the numbers thing uh-huh. or whatever the fuck he was doing, like the numbers on the chest or the letters on the chest, right? Exactly. He was trying to spell out. If like that's the, the if if that's already there, do you really need the fucking cornflakes and the milk and the sugar? Yeah. Isn't so, the mo already there with you doing the weird fucking number symbol shit? I see what you're saying. And I guess it's it's basically. I mean, we talk. We were talking about Zodiac, which came like ways after like nine David years later. Fincher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like just and that's like made by a master where it's right. just like, okay, I not I know how to show these little intricacies that the the murderer is doing or like some sort of puzzle or some sort of way that he wants to be uh like mess with the detectives because essentially the detectives are trying to solve the case so he wants to have a little fun with that Mm -hmm. where in this movie we got cornflakes sugar 
milk. You know, it's not as extravagant and as cerebral. But maybe demons are just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> demons just are diabetic. They love, yeah, yeah. They love sugar. They're sugar. like, I put a lot of sugar on my cornflakes, <laughs> and I want you to know this. I need to taste it. It's like, you know how people say, it's like, well, he's got a lot of demons. Well, it's like, One yeah, like you're saying, it's like, what, which is weird, because ostensibly this serial killer takes place in the year the movie was made, 98. Yeah. 97, 98. Zodiac in the late 60s, early 70s is like making ciphers to the newspaper. Right, so. <laughs> making puzzles and shit. And then the, the devil, Azazel, basically, a mm-hmm. demon who has the knowledge of thousands and thousands and thousands of years, is just like, yeah, cornflakes. Yeah. Weird, weird. And we kind of mentioned that because I I think it was my wife who mentioned, she was like, well, the devil's so smart and he's making this uh, elaborate plan. But it's like, well, is he really? If he's going to be like, I'm bigger than God. I'm stronger than you. Or God's like, wait, wait a minute, what? And then... It turns into this whole thing, which later on Denzel's character meets uh, a woman mm-hmm. who's got sort of like religious, very strong religious beliefs, and it all intertwines with whose this- father was previously a victim of this demon who makes people do fucked up shit. So it's like it's it's grounded in biblical. Uh, story a lot of uh revelations talk yeah and like end times babylon and, and end times and the so, apocalypse but then you think about it it's like okay that's that's very grand extravagant but then it just ends with two dudes in a cabin and it ends kind of so, dumb where it's just like wait a minute well azazel or the devil is sort of like a dope like at least at least Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate <laughs> got Keanu to want to fuck his sister. Yeah, so he was able but to But in do this that. movie he's like, I'm just going to kill your brother. Let's see what you do. Where's the cereal? Right. Where's the cornflakes? <laughs> well, that's all I'm to hungry. start cuz the movie essentially just abandons that whole Yeah. That whole thing towards the end. So, but we're still kind of in the beginning of the movie, breaking it down. Right. So here we're finally getting to the part. It's post death of the of the guy. Uh, Detective Hobbs thinks it's all over. He thinks uh, Reese is the is a serial killer, the Elias Cotez character. Mm-hmm. He's dead. It's finally over. I'm gonna go out for a few brewskis with the buds. And here we finally meet the um, simulacrum to me and Omar. We meet uh, John Goodman. <laughs> yep. Omar. That's me. And then uh, James Gandolfini, my character. Yeah, and you guys have the the, the exact same identical mustaches mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> it's got to be big, and we both eat, like, turkey legs on lunch. And you guys say, hey, like every uh, half hour. So, uh, what are you telling me? <laughs> like, dude, we're in Philly. you got to be talking different than Jersey. That was some of my favorite uh, parts when it was just the, the three of them. Yeah, Gan- Gandolfini is like, uh, no fucking domestics here. You're getting a foreign beer. And he's like, no, a butt is fine. He's mm-hmm. like, no, you're getting a foreign beer. Mm-hmm. Get this domestic shit off my shelf. It's uh, 
And then, like, uh, we mentioned, like, wouldn't that be great to see, like, a, oh, like like a, a show? Yeah, a fucking... The OGs, we called them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the original Gs, Gandolfini and Goodman. Yeah, the Gs, OGs. Just a, just a straight-laced Irishman and a fucking dirtbag Italian. 1,000 pounds of hard law. <laughs> 1,000 pounds of law. <laughs> <laughs> just just two 500 pound fat fuck cops being like who can we track down this week <laughs> never mind let's get a cheesesteak there were there were some of my favorite characters in a the movie it there were some uh, hard stomachs in that <laughs> a lot of a lot of steak and potatoes yeah 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 but uh they're they're having a good time and uh it's a finally over and all of a sudden hobbs gets a call at 3 a.m hmm no one answering. Who is that, Omar? The devil. El Diablo. It's, uh... I the don't crazy re- chicken. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that part. No, he's like... Because he, he, he talks about later. He's like, you know how Reese used to call me at 2 or 3 in the morning oh, and yeah, not right. saying anything? Well, he died, but then I got a call that night. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because the devil's coming for you, Hobbs. Very creepy uh, moment. Which I I'm pretty sure I got up to go pee what's, or something. What's creepier, the breathing phone call, the or just the silent phone call? Definitely. If if the silent phone call lasts, now you got to go back to ninety eight though. Yeah, not if, it, now. if it lasts longer than like ten seconds, because you could be like, "Hello, hello." And then if they're still I'm on, just picturing you in a Drew Barrymore blonde awake <laughs> answering the phone being like, hello. And they're like, what's your favorite horror movie? And popping popcorn it, like 1930 style. Like who pops popcorn that way? I had know? a neighbor who did that. Jesus. Yeah. we. Uh, they go- still sell those. Yeah. Jiffy Pops. Yep. Yep. Mm, no bueno in my house. Jiffy. So we were a strict uh, act two house. Oh, you didn't mess with uh, uh, Orville? Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> that was uh, too, too high-priced for the AY family. Well, you know why, because he was, a, he was a slave owner. Jewish? Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, well, what was your popcorn brand growing up? Shit, dude. Probably like just the type of bag that just said popcorn. Yeah, it just said it just said family dollar popcorn. <laughs> it just they just sold it by like the pouch, like one pouch, not by the box. Yeah. <laughs> like this one's it'd true. be like forty nine cents a pouch. You'd be like that's perfect for tonight. <laughs> this one's got ten kernels. It's fifty cents, dude. My so this is gonna be a trash thing to say for, as as a. Caucasian, mm-hmm. so white trash. Yeah. Thing to say. So so two things. Number one, my mind was blown at two pretty pivotal food related moments in my life. Mm-hmm. Number one, putting melted butter on microwave popcorn. Never thought of it. Mm-hmm. Had a babysitter one time, melted some butter, drizzled it over the top. Oh, it, what? Yep. And two, let's see where your family stood on this. We didn't have a garage refrigerator, which a lot of people back in the burbs had. They put the beer in there. They put the beer and the soda in there. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a fridge, garage fridge. All our soda was, number one, diet. Number mm-hmm. two, lukewarm. Just in the bottom of the cupboard. Why oh, you put the ice in? No. 
What? Yeah. See, here's the fucking twist. Didn't even think about putting in it with a glass with ice. We just drank lukewarm diet soda. That was what we thought a soda was. Uh-huh. What year was this? <laughs> fucking 96, 97, 98, you know? All my growing up years, soda was in the bottom, was on the bottom, the floor of the pantry, lukewarm. Didn't even think about getting a glass with ice with it for it. So you blame your parents for this ignorance? I mean, yeah. Can you believe that? Because my parents... Because, and here's where the white trash moment comes in. First time I ever went to a friend's house and they like went out to their garage fridge and got me a cold, regular soda... It blew like a, your mind. Like a cold, regular Dr. Pepper? Yeah. I was like... It's like free basin. I was like, what the fuck is this? You're like... You like I'm like, this virginity. isn't what it's supposed to be. This is how you live? They're like, yeah, soda stays cold. It's regular. That's, like, that's no, insane. it's diet and it's warm. <laughs> so you didn't... Okay, so like you didn't imagine like, okay, other drinks are cold. Milk is cold. Water can be drank cold. Juice can be drank cold. Yeah. But o- soda, you no. Know, OJ, skim milk, of course. Also white trash as fuck. But skim not milk. soda. Orange juice, skim milk, iced tea, mm-hmm. water. Everything but soda. Soda, that's got to be warm. It's like lukewarm. It's like syrup, like bubbly syrup. The only it's- time I got a cold soda is at the movie theater, which was like a treat. Jesus. I got ice in my soda? Uh-huh. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. That's insane, dude. Because even, like, poor people understand cold soda is like... (laughs) I I know, and we were... (laughs) We were not uh, down and out. You know, we were pretty good. Yeah. And just just warm soda and skim milk. Southeast Asia. And and Miracle Whip. Southeast Asia is probably drinking cold soda. Miracle Whip bologna sandwiches. They're drinking cold soda right now in Southeast Asia. I'm like, fuck, you're living like kings. Yeah. And uh, what's what's that really poor co- uh, India in India and uh, where the, it's just all trash, basically. <laughs> I'm sure they're drinking so- cold soda right now. Yeah, probably. Never. Wow, dude, that's insane. Yeah. Hmm. Skim milk, Miracle Whip, warm diet soda. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, dude. Like I'm like. Like we never had like a two liter in the in the fridge, even in like the home fridge, like the fridge inside the house. Yeah, see, because I've seen that before, but I've but then I would imagine that people are like, oh, I'm, I'll just put ice in it. Wow, that's that's crazy. We were trash. Um, Sarah told she told me about uh, like powdered milk. That's beyond me. That's like insane too. That's truly insane. I was just like, "What? Yeah, y'all couldn't just what are like we fucking Canadian. Like What's go happening? go buy some milk. You had you needed dry milk. Like, it's just the like they mix it in water. Or yeah, what would they mix it in? Yeah, with water. Water? Uh huh. <coughs> yeah, and it's just that's like a worse white than thing. skim milk. And skim milk was a fucking tragedy. Mm-hmm. First time I ever had whole milk. Guess what age? Hold milk. Like 20-something? Yeah, 22. That's the only way to drink milk. Well, now, of course. I've realized this. Yeah. But before that, it was like, oh, what is this really shitty milk? Skim milk? Okay. I don't don't really drink milk anymore. 
Me either. But except for cereal. Oh, you're. Were you uh, a dinner with? Were you a milk with dinner family? No. What? What was served with dinner to drink usually? Grown up. Oh, uh, like soda or juice. Like milk is too like heavy to go with like Puerto Rican food. We had milk with fucking every dish. Skim milk, obviously, like I've said. But so milk, did Captain America. Milk and spaghetti. What? Milk and milk, milk, milk and milk with spaghetti and meatballs was like a like you. If you were eating Italian, it had to be milk. That's like so much. I would have like. I'd probably have well, like it's a fart city. Don't get me attack. wrong. Yeah, definitely. I'm just saying, you know. I just watched uh, Tropic Thunder, and it made me think of uh, the fatties. You wish you had a fatties franchise like me. <laughs> and they're all just like farting. And it's like, dude, that. And then it just made me think of the clumps and Eddie Murphy. And it's just like, dude, seriously, you that's what you did. Like, you just had, like, you just put yourself in fat suits and were, was farting for an hour and a half. You were just BFS with Rick Baker for, like, ten years <laughs> to make yourself look not like you. The Clumps 2 is actually pretty funny, though. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> the Clumps. Hercules, Hercules. There's, like, like, you can't watch the movie 90 Minutes in a row you have to just watch it in pieces and you'll crack up that's like uh next friday it's a bad movie but if you watch it in clips and like or just pieces it's hilarious because it's just like little chunks of funny set pieces or like a just of comedy you know mm-hmm. so we're talking about fallen story <laughs> denzel washington john goodman but uh, basically, uh, Detective Hobbs is eventually led to the Evil Dead House cabin uh, out on the outskirts of Philly. <laughs> Wait, you're you're already talking about uh, the end of the movie? <laughs> no, 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 no. He goes there before, remember? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> this is where it all ends. No, yeah, he, he does get there. Uh, but he uh, like sees like a book with a demon that has eyes on his ass. I feel like a, a, few, a few more things happened before yeah, that. I, well, I didn't take notes on that part, clearly. Okay, so If wait. you can remember, let's please enlighten me. It was, okay, so I left off. And then I'll Oh, by this. the way, Hobbs also has a live-in brother and his brother's kid with him. There we go. So, like, okay, so he's, he's executed. He, he's an uncle, yeah. He passes on. Then, okay, now it sets up his we, home we life. We did the bar scene. Yep. Now he comes home. Mm-hmm. It's in the morning. There's a guy there with a kid. We learn that that's his brother. That's his brother's kid. His brother's a bum. His brother's a bum. Uh, Denzel, a sympathetic bum. Denzel's an effete bum. Denzel's um, partner, girlfriend, whatever, has left him in the interim. Um, he's helping raise the kid. He's sort of trying to teach the kid along, treating his father proper, stuff like that. And they they're establishing that you know John, he's a good guy. He's got a good soul. Um, all of this bad shit's going on, which is why Azazel, as we come to learn, in can't the Evil Dead Cat Cabin, can't possess John Hobbs because he is of pure heart. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He can only possess douchebags. 
And that person is your protagonist. Mm-hmm. Pure of heart. Can't be touched, can't be messed with. Doesn't have sex with a white woman. No. For a few reasons. Number mm-hmm. one, he's a professional detective. Why would he do that? He would never do Number that. Number two, she's very religious. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't want penis unless it's for marriage babies yeah and if you have 10 kids you have 10 kids which is funny considering the director of this directed roe v wade oh yeah yeah from 1989 abstinence is the only way we should we should do that episode a a politically charged slob cinema episode Roe v. Wade. Dawn of Justice. Just two fucking guys talking about Roe v. Wade. What our thoughts on it are? We're two men, and we're here to talk about abortion. We totally understand women. I mean, (laughs) you know. If I was a woman, this is what I would do. The opposite. (laughs) Listen, listen. Listen to me. Listen to me right now. If I was a woman, this is what I would do. I don't care if my brother fucked me. I'd give birth to that baby. <laughs> I'd raise him. That's what Ron Johnson said, and he got reelected. To Michaels, I love those, like the political ass. He's like, I'm not racist. I just hate other colored people. If you're not my color, I probably don't like you. <laughs> Vote for me, though. I'm not. I'm not politically incorrect. I'm a, a regular guy. I'm just a working stiff. So you have to. I help contribute to the wall. Please excuse me if I sound a little racist. <laughs> so what if my daughter is enslaved via pregnancies? That's what I voted for because I'm an American. So we got Tony Evers. No Mandela Barnes. Ron Johnson. He, he made too many peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> Man, that peanut butter sandwich really rubbed people really, the wrong way. Really, really killed the momentum. So my people who aren't from Wisconsin, it's basically political ads that just... Went on endlessly. Even on YouTube, and it was ridiculous, and November 8th, it ended. I voted just for it to end. Same. Exactly. I'm just like, listen, I'm doing my part so you can let me watch my uh, YouTube streamers playing without Fortnite. Seeing, without seeing some political pieces of shit. <laughs> God bless America. R.I.P. America. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay, so Denzel is essentially... A good guy. He can't be touched. He can't be messed with through uh, the spiritual realm. And Azazel really has this uh, grudge against him. Which Azazel, as we found out in a little bit of uh, internet research, yep, is the scapegoat for all sins of the Jewish people. Do you got that up right now? You should uh, read. Here, pull it up. Read two, a little. Two little things. Okay. Who was Azazel? Azazel has been established that he has corrupted humanity so much that Jewish literature encourages readers and listeners to ascribe all sin onto him. In other words, scapegoat Azazel for the sins of man. Which also sounds like... Jesus. 
And what's uh, what were they trying to say there? I mean, what do you think? Like, because the movie doesn't, the movie doesn't really come off like it's trying to be like this deep message. I mean, with motherfucking Rolling Stones playing every five seconds, but I mean that's kind of a deep thing right there, and I didn't know that. I wasn't aware that Zazel in Jewish legends, a demon or evil spirit to whom. In the ancient rite of Yom Kippur, in parentheses, Day of Atonement, is a scapegoat that was sent bearing the sins of the Jewish people. Two male goats were chosen for the ritual, one designated by lots for the Lord and the other for Azazel. Basically, you killed two goats, one for the good, one for the bad, is what it sounds like. Hmm. But basically, the one for Azazel was like, yeah, there go our sins. We killed a goat for you. Okay. So literally. Much like they crucified Christ. Mm-hmm. His pain was our pain, Omar. <clears throat> That's like really interesting. That the, and what year was that? What, uh, what's the year on that? On that like fact? Well, just like when did they even think of that? Like, uh, well, it's from Leviticus sixteen eight. Okay. So presumably Old, Old Testament. Presumably, sometime BC or early AD. Yeah, yeah, definitely before uh, before Cristo, mm-hmm. and before Crisco. Oh, here's a little bit of info. Mm-hmm. Scapegoat. The word comes from the Hebrew. Sa'ir la Azazel, meaning goat for Azazel, is literally mm. what the translation of scapegoat means. See, and you think about that, like the way we talk and stuff, and uh, like the many connections to history, if you're just like, you're just using me as an Azazel. It's like, yes, we need to lay off 200 people. In IT, and the, they are the, the Azazels. The CEO didn't make $20 million bonus this year. We need to fire all of you who make $12 an hour. Goodbye. The Azazels of 2022. So that could be... Uh, the, the the middle class is the Azazel of 2020. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Uh, do you say Bezos or Bezos? I say Bezos just to sound like obnoxious. Like I don't respect him. Like Jared Leto. You just like changed their last name just so. as a as a former worker of Amazon warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> I, what do you have to say to I can, Jeff? I can Jeffrey. formally uh, entertain the thought that Jeff Bezos is watching every minute of every worker's life when they're in the warehouse. Are you sure he's just not screwing? He's probably jerking off the people <laughs> getting tortured in the warehouse. He's just screwing his uh, supermodel. He's like, I'm a bald nerd. How about I get super buff? And you're like, okay, Jeff Bezos. And he's like, yep. I'm Lex Luthor. <laughs> Elon Musk. Oh, who would you rather hang out with? Elon Musk or Jeffrey Bezos? No. Probably Elon Musk, just to like call him retarded to his face. <laughs> he's, I would like to talk to him. He, he's much like the, the History Channel's alien guy. I'd be like, hey, how are you? And be like, be hey, like, how come you named your kid after a bunch of letters and numbers? 
My son shall be the symbol of... My son, A214596X. <laughs> LV426. Nice alien reference there. <laughs> that's, that's for my alien fans. <laughs> that's for my true movie fans out there. So, Denzel is evading a demon. Like I said, I cut to like where he's like almost solving the crime. <laughs> like there's there's like a good 30 minutes where I'm just like, "Yep, this is the movie." I mean, I and it, like we don't have to break down everything about the movie, but I do like this movie. Well, it's a lot of cat and mouse for a good 30 minutes plus where he's like, "Oh, Azazel's fucking with me and Making it look like I committed a murder. There's like something to do with him like stealing a coin out of Denzel's pocket and putting it at a crime scene. So there's like, okay, again, Donald, that. Donald, Donald Sutherland, his chief is like, it looks like you might be, be charged with murder. And that was some of the issues too, yeah. Well, not issues, but the, the conflict was where um, the precinct or I guess these, these four guys, they're just losing uh, faith trust in john because of the things that are happening and he's trying to blame it on supernatural devilish religious things that don't make any sense to a logical person and they're all just like uh i think he's losing they're like wait your brother was just dead in his room with a number written on his chest uh that's a little weird and he's like yeah but there was a syringe with the devil's fingerprints on it well, there was also your fingerprints on it. He's like, well, that shouldn't matter. We did mention also a uh, bone collector. Mm-hmm. I would watch this and bone collector back to back. Double bill. I think that would be a good one. Mm. Denzel too. I think I think Denzel himself um, is a religious person. I mean, after the. Well, after the Will Smith slap, he said, uh, hey, yep, yep, he yep. said, in your, in your highest moment, the devil comes for you. <laughs> and in which case, the devil was coming for, was coming for him in uh, this movie, Fallen. So, so he knows a little something about the devil coming for you. Exactly. He's like, Will Smith, trust me, I've been there before. I it, was, it, it was in a movie. Here, let me lend you my Snapcase version of Fallen. Because it's not on Blu-ray. It's I got it for two ninety five. <laughs> Downtown books used. <laughs> it's the only way you can see the film. Please, it'll save you and Jada's relationship. Can you imagine like actors? They're like their whole so full of shit. Like their whole like uh, point of reference is just like movies they were in. <laughs> yeah. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. is like, I'm a billionaire. Don't worry, I'm very smart and I can figure this out. Like, uh, Robert, are you okay? <laughs> Like, I, I have an, uh, a suit that I can fly in. Army and, Hammer's like, relax. I used to eat people. <laughs> now I actually do. And I was the Lone Ranger <laughs> for one year. <laughs> I could have been Batman. And then I took that. Right. Because he wanted to be with uh, Johnny Depp playing a Native American. Digging for stones with Cologne. I... Like Lone Ranger. I do too. It's too long though. Too long, but also way better than it was treated. Um, how about speaking of too long, how about uh 
<laughs> Toulon, Toulon's revenge. Denzel's dick? What? No, too long? No, I meant Toulon. Toulon's revenge. Uh, Puppet Master, Toulon's revenge. Have you seen that film? Uh, no. <laughs> what? So what are, you, my- are you speaking in English? So I thought of two lines revenge puppet master. <laughs> yeah, have you seen the uh, puppet master movies? Uh, like like one. There's like five of them, dude. No, there's like twelve. There, oh, t- Jesus, it's like Hellraiser. Um, HBO has like six of them. It's like the first two, and then it's like two lines revenge, and then. <laughs> Like a Chinese restaurant called Toulon Revenge. I think he's Italian. Toulon. He's like, here's your crab rangoon, Toulon's Revenge. <laughs> well, check it out. Toulon? T O U L O U. Well, no, no, no. Tao Tao Lang. Oh. Are you sure you weren't reading just a street sign that said Toway Zone? Here, Taolan Zone. Keep talking about the movie. I'm going to pull it up right now. <laughs> so, Fallen. So, uh, basically, uh, he gets enough info to head towards a cabin out of town where he finds a hidden message that says, Look, in a photograph, and he wipes away a stain on the wood that brings upon the demon's true name, Azazel. Big, uh, big uh, bill in the back pocket about this. <laughs> Puppet Master 3, Taolan's Revenge. <laughs> in Berlin during World War II, uh-oh. <laughs> the Nazi regime is attempting to develop a drug that will reanimate the dead in order to use them in the war effort. Uh-oh. <laughs> And they're only like six inches long. <laughs> Toulon arises suspicion as a Nazi descendant, and his secret is discovered. During a Nazi raid on his home, Toulon's beautiful wife is murdered. Toulon vows revenge with the help of an animated puppet. <laughs> a puppet kills Goebbels. A puppet kills Hitler. He's like, well, surely the most... The best decision I can make is to make all these puppets back to life. Directed by uh, David Dakota. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Is there I'm a bunch a- of shirtless young gay men in there? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what's funny is the, the way his name is spelled. I've heard it named Dakota, which is cool. And or makes- like in One Spot Time in Hollywood when he goes, Dakato. Dakato. Yeah. And my brain... It makes sense in well, both ways in yeah, my well, brain. Yeah, well, us as Wisconsinites, we're like, oh, yeah, Dakota. Hmm? But Dakato. Dakato. That sounds about right. Right. But then if you're going around saying Dakato, you probably look like a dick. So you might as well just say... Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. It's like fun because you want to come off as being a... Like, it's like, okay, I'm competent, I'm smart. I'm I'm, worldly. But I'm not a douche about it. Right. But I know what, you know, Toulon's revenge is. It's like when I used to work at a pizza joint. (laughs) 
<laughs> back in Mequon, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Zafiro's? Uh, well, first I looked. I worked for Leonardo's for a little bit. Uh huh. A New York style pizza joint. The Blue Ninja Turtle. And uh, I took an order for one time for a lady named Margot. Mm-hmm. With a T, two G's. Here's the thing. No E. I was like, oh, order for Margot. M-A-R-G-O-T. You want to know why? Mm-hmm. Royal Tannenbaums. Mm-hmm. The daughter's name was Margot with a T. But there was an E. Was there? Was there an apostrophe? No, on the ladies. No, no. She's like, I can't believe you spelled my name right. Most people don't get it. I go, well, I've seen the Royal Tannenbaums. So. Large pizza for maggot. <laughs> <laughs> Large pizza for MAGA. Tut. MAGA, there you go again. With, your, with Trump, with the Trump shit. Trump again. 2024. <laughs> Our, Ivanka and every other person I know is out of the race, but I'm still there. 2024, Trump. Pretty much every pod that says 2024 in it or Trump is just like out. They're just like. They've been deleted. <laughs> it's like. Your, we do not endorse Trump 2024. Your podcast has been uploaded, and everyone's like, hey, man, I can't hear it. Even the Republican Party's like, what an idiot. It's over for him. I have a theory. Explain. He's, he's fallen, pro- Denzel Washington. <laughs> he's probably going to run. Not To win. just get like to endorsed by Pepsi or whatever? Probably not win. Mm-hmm. But his following will be aggressive and bully-esque towards Democrats and people who go against the orangutan. Mm. And it could get ugly. The Cheeto Puff Godzilla? It could get ugly if they're trying to bully other Republicans and Democrats. But is there enough of them now? Now that even Fox News has turned against they might be crazy enough where it becomes, you know, domestic T-word. Civil War 2024. Domestic T-word. Terrorism? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where di- it'll just be like... It'll oh, be like 8,000 Oklahoma bombers or whatever. Or it'll be like, oh, this... Uh, we already got enough school shootings. To this cover. voting station got bombed or mm. this... Uh, I was pretty shocked. I didn't get shot in the face when I tried to vote. <laughs> this campaign office got burned down. You know, mm-hmm. little things like that. Well, if, if, <clears throat> if the outcomes of the 2022 uh, midterm elections are as if they've, they've uh, come to be, one would question... How further can the Republicans gerrymander to make this even less appealing? I think they they got their backs against the wall if they're bringing up some old ass shit like abortion. Mm-hmm. So I think they're feeling the pressure. Yeah, agreed. Although that decrepit monster Ron Johnson did get reelected, so he's like the smuggest. When you're just so, when you're just that rich, you just got the money. You're not making, you're not making peanut butter sandwiches. And he's got. You're having richer. the maid make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know another thing that bothered me when they were trying to get uh, Scott Walker's opinion, they would just bring him in. Hey, you got a C minus average, and you didn't graduate. What's what do you think about all this? And he's like giving his opinions. I'm like, listen, 
we got rid of him. Why are we bringing him back <laughs> to try to like give us his opinion on on this? Like you're you should be gone. You should be out of here. So, we'll see. We at least we got 2 years of peace where we can watch movies, you know. And then the world will end. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I think we got like 2 years. Yeah. And then like climate change will really hit and, and there won't be any f- we're lucky we're in Wisconsin because a lot of states don't got the water. As of now, East Coast is getting hit with like six feet of snow. Yeah, and we're like... <sighs> they get crazy snow, dude. Like, we get cold and snow, but Although, they get like Although, like, the thing is, like, the snow. whole, like, East Coast thing is within the past, like, roughly six, seven years. But the fact that Ohio, like... Dayton, Ohio is like under like three feet of snow is a little, little suspect. Mm, yeah, because that's closer to us. Yeah, but like we used to get that snow. Now it's like all over there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we'll get hit with something. You know? Well, the, yeah, the temperature flux is pretty severe to go from a day where it's 75 to a day where it's like 30. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I'm pretty used to it by now. You know? I like the cold, to be honest. Yeah, I don't like being sweaty. Mm-mm. And I tend to sweat since I'm the John Goodman and, and you're the... <laughs> and I'm the Gandolfini. <laughs> so we're both two sweaty slob slabs of ham. Two of like the sweatiest Hollywood guys, but they just get at Just they like get they're work. puffing away at cigarettes and they're sweating and they're eating a meatball sub. <laughs> That's like... Uh, I did love that aspect of the movie because... It didn't feel like any of those guys when they were on screen, Denzel included, they were all bouncing off of each other really well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like no weird insecurities. There wasn't any uh, yeah showboating upsmanship. Mm-hmm. Upsmanship. Because I recently watched uh, Heat, and oh. and then I was watching uh, all these actors, and then even the scene with Pacino and De Niro. It was awesome just to watch them, what they were doing, but it wasn't that organic. It's weird because it's like these two powerhouses, they're aware, they're well aware of how great both of them are. So they walked into these scenes with just like this gravitas, gravitas, you know? And then as amazing as it was... It's like Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers type of situation where it's just like, oh, they're great. You see it. You appreciate it. But there's that like ego to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you get what I'm saying where with these guys, they're not up to that level. But maybe they are because Pacino Uh, and De Niro's careers. Pacino wasn't like... Yeah, I'll sacrifice a marriage for what I love to do, which is act. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tom Brady was like, yeah, <laughs> I'll divorce my wife so that I can keep playing football. I think, I think with a man, dude, when you're going high level like that in anything, it's hard to have a relationship because a relationship takes a lot of energy, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why you see these guys where you, you walk up to them at a, like a birthday party and you're like, Hey, Frank, how you doing, man? Hey. How's it uh, going, man? What you been on? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
they're eating pretzels and they're drinking like a Miller Lite and that's it. And you're like, this is your life? Like, this is you, you know? And you're wearing like a like you're, a striped... You're, you're wearing uh, shorts above your knees but socks up to your knees. And like a striped polo with like a little penguin on it. And you're like, you're like this is... What? This is... Well, uh, you know, the wife likes a cookout, you know, and uh, this is what I'm doing. And they they have just like a little. The kid comes up to me like, Daddy, Daddy, play with me. And you're like, and the guy's like, sorry, Sally, I'm grilling the brats right now. <laughs> yeah. So the, it's like. So fallen. <laughs> Get in deep on slob cinema. We never saw him eat. In this movie. He was chewing a lot of gum. Drinking some bud? Well, I think it's mostly because John Goodman... (laughs) Ate ate the food before he could even get to it. Denzel was like, what the fuck? Mr. Director, where's my my grilled tuna fish sandwich? And John Goodman was like, I'm sorry. Oh, was that yours? Was that yours? I thought it was mine. (laughs) I after the first nine sandwiches, I figured the tenth was mine. Denzel had no chance between Gandolfini and Goodman. The food was just gone. I loved every scene they were on together. Donald Sutherland, uh, he was phoned it in pretty hard. Yeah, he was chilling. Not a lot of not a lot of effort. He was chilling, but still a good character. Um, I still didn't. Uh, he he still had like a underhanded thing to him. Which yeah, he deserved to get shot in the head. It really set up for the ending because you don't trust him, but then he ends up getting murdered by a f- certain fat actor. You <laughs> cho- you you can decide. You can guess which one. One of the two. He played Sully in Monsters Inc. <laughs> He was a prominent actor in uh, King Ralph, the Roseanne show. King Ralph, and he was uh, a Vietnam veteran in uh, Coen Brothers movie. King Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that movie. I loved that movie as a kid. That was a staple. I uh, young young John Goodman looks a little weird to me. I like wrinkly John Goodman. But Speed Racer John Goodman, mm-hmm. that was like peak. That was a very close follow-up to this film for being my pick for today. Speed Racer. I think Speed Racer. Which we will do, definitely. Yep, yep, yep. But it was a close call. Was that the Wachowski Brothers' last movie as brothers? As brothers, correct. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they both... Uh, one by one, uh, flip flopped. Choppity chop. Now the Wachowski sisters. The sisters. Brought to you, directed by the Wachowski sisters. <laughs> that's not that's not you. <laughs> Lana and. What are you giving me a five dollar blowjob? What's going on? Lana and what? Uh, Rosie. It, well, his his, Daisy? his his former self was Andy. Uh-huh. And I don't know what the female... Lana and... Andrea? <laughs> no. You see, that's so 90s or 80s where you base... Like, if your name is Alec, mm-hmm. you would 
maybe just be Alex. Like, a woman can be an Alex. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or a Chris. Yeah, Chris or... Uh, uh, Lily. Lily. Lana and Lily Wachowski. I knew it was like a flower. I was. Did I which, say Dizzy? Which, which, let's say, the one Daisy? has... The one is much more recognizable as a female as the other, let's just say. The one with the pink dreads? Right. She's more of a woman than the other one. I think they're both women, and that's why they're out here. You're so enlightened, Omar. I should be more <laughs> like you instead of a stupid pig. Like no, no. It's like those podcast podcasters, they just know how to say things so oh, they dude, don't come I've, off I've recognized as, so much you know. now recently where like podcasters are like... <clears throat> Yeah, the movie involves um, a group of gypsies, and the person is like, like whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that's the politically correct term. And then they have to be like, well, the film refers, refers to them as that. I know them as Romani. Yeah. The film calls them gypsies. Like, we're reviewing Borat, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we're referring thinner. Thank you. You are a gypsy. Or uh, Drag Me to Hell, weren't those? Uh, yeah, yep, definitely gypsies. Romani. Oh, Rom- yeah, yeah. <laughs> gypsies. Romani-Americans. <laughs> Remember? The Romani persons of legal intent. Remember when we were talking about Steven Spielberg, like, some podcast ago, and I was like, Jewish-American? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know why, but he was like cracking up to that one, <laughs> where he is a Jewish. American. He is a Jewish American. <laughs> now speaking of Jewish Americans, Azazel, a Jewish demon. <laughs> yeah, so he's the scape- so basically the, the 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 villain of this film is directly related to Judaism. Um, it's it's kind of a classic take on. Not a classic, but it is. It's not even to a trope level, but there is that possession or bouncing from one to another. It could be like in an organic form, like a creature, an alien, a worm, a cat. It can be a disease. It can be uh, like it follows mm, a car. Yeah, uh, an infatuation. You know, or uh, some, an STD. This one is in the spiritual sense, which makes sense because in the nineties, it for for nineteen ninety eight, it's perfect because it if they made this movie now, everyone would just roll their eyes like, oh, okay, like right this religious stuff, okay. But back then, that freaked a lot of people out. Yeah, now it's more of just a plot convenience. Yeah. Exactly, because now it's like, oh, the the doll is evil. Is it possessed by what? I don't know. Yeah, and then and if you notice, a lot of the they stay away from the god and the devil stuff, and they do focus more on like kind of like the the smaller characters or the, um, I think, uh, um, the what was the the movies. With the it, it was like that red and black monster. It was with uh, conjuring. Well, conjuring insidious, insidious. That was sort of like a cre- like right. uh, and so they. Oh, almost, the devil plays piano. Weird. And they make it like a a character where it's like, oh, it has these attributes. Um, hereditary was mm-hmm. based on a pagan or some sort of demon thing. Um, 
was uh midsummer midsummer yeah that was like another deity or some sort of Swedish weird deity yeah. and so like they really focus on the history the attributes what people do to uh to appease them appease them praise it what sort of sacrifice and that's a lot of the movies been like mm-hmm. that now where this one I don't know. It's one of those first ones where they would probably base it on that, but not so religious or not. Well, so. here's here's the major difference that I think you're getting to is that in the '90s, to be the devil was cool. Mm-hmm. Sympathy for the devil. Yeah. Hey, they kind of painted do it black now with uh, that Lucifer show. That's like a huge thing. Yeah, uh, my mom watched that, but what was the one uh, Reaper? Everyone's mom watched that. <laughs> Reaper? You remember the show Reaper? Mm-mm. It was basically like with Ray Wise from from uh, Twin Peaks, and he played like the guy that collects souls when they die, mm-hmm. the Reaper. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it used to be kind of like the devil's badass, mm-hmm. and now it's like, well... The devil like haunts your house. We're like infatuated with that though. Just the afterlife. What's uh, like some people will think of heaven. Some people will think of the dark. Some people will think of stuff that scares them. Or I mean, would it be so bad that you die and it's that's over? You're just in oblivion. Because you, if you're not conscious, you're really not gonna be aware that you're not existing so would it be that bad because hmm. you're not you're not existing to feel that you're not existing you're just gone you're that's it you're dust that's it so does it matter i don't think it does hmm. you know if you die dude and that's it but wouldn't that be awesome if there is an afterlife and you're like hey i get to do this forever where life was just 65 to 79 years where now it's eternity and i get to roam around and do whatever what (laughs) come on i think that's uh i think a lot more of our society nowadays are just living with that fact where it's like yeah we're probably just that's it yeah i'm not gonna live long enough to collect retirement (laughs) Yeah, it's like... Social Security is going to be dead by the time I'm 30. Uh, Well, I guess I'll figure something out. A collective uh, depression. You know, everyone's just like, meh. Go ahead, drop the nuke. (laughs) From where? We're we're ready. Where will it come from? What side? Everywhere. From from our own side. All at once, yeah. Kill off half the population. We need the wheat. No, you know, we like they're just sound like a big squid. Like Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> they'll teleport a squid and then they'll nuke and then we'll think that it was a squid. But oh, it was the a- squid from the Middle East. They did it. Attack <laughs> the Middle East squids. That's, uh, you think they'll ever adapt that? They'll ever try to adapt Watchmen again? Again? Because everyone's kind of off of Zack Snyder, dude. They're kind of like, oh, he's a hack. It'll probably be 20 years. From now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll go back. I'm almost positive they'll go back. Especially how long the movies are nowadays. They're like, just... Oh, they'll just make a series, probably. Yeah. 
that you can insert in your ass, and then you watch just, it. Just enema yourself with, you, the, with the flash drive. <laughs> and every time you fart, a you dick pro- sha- A dick-shaped enema flash drive. You project drive. it onto the wall. It comes out your mouth onto the wall. <laughs> it's like, check this out. I got season three of Watchmen. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. And it's probably because all the food we'll be eating, we'll be able to hold powders and, <laughs> and powders and shit. Powder, powdered, uh, powdered milk, powdered milk, and and, <laughs> and lukewarm diet soda, <laughs> bologna and Miracle Whip Jesus. sandwiches. Yeah, no bueno. I don't know. The movie fucking ends. Denzel beat Denzel thinks he beats the devil by smoking a poison cigarette. Instead of running away, John Goodman gets shot in the face. <laughs> no, Donald Sutherland gets. He well, gets, both of them get shot in the face. He gets shot in the temple. Um, it it and, and the, uh, movie, the, the, the devil uh, the devil inhabits a cat and then makes his way to New York City. The movie eventually does end up at the the cabin, the Evil Dead cabin, and uh, you know they mix in a lot of religion. There's uh John Goodman talks about like meatball subs or something. We have to spend a little time speaking of the only woman character. The whore. <laughs> no, she was not actually. Mm. She was the saint. See if you're if you're East Coast you say Hara. If you're West Coast you say horror. If you're Midwest, you just say the horror movie. She was she was actually a saint, if you think about it, and she was from the 1940s. She gave us all the religious exposition we needed to understand what was happening. But she knew her place and did not kiss the black man. And what was her character's name? Greta something. So we, Greta Milano. That was her name. Mm-hmm. I got you, you. Fuck. <laughs> You were testing me. No, I remembered. I'm just glad we don't have to check the uh, the internet. Yeah. Uh, no, and I'm just glad we gave her a name because then if someone listens, they're gonna be like, they didn't even talk about. She was a main character. I mm. liked her. One out of seven characters. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It really, there weren't many. It was a it was a pretty big thing scenario going on. But they were great people. Uh, the small group was great people, wonderful things. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. it's a uh, a lot of the middle half kind of. I would say there's a there's a good drags. 20, there, there's a twenty five minute kind of drag in the middle of there somewhere. I mean the movie's two hours long. The movie's two hours five minutes long. It's a little it's a little long. A little long. Could be like an hour uh or at least a, a one forty five I w- I would go with one forty, you know. Yeah, one forty, one forty one forty two. Because we did have excessive scenes of John Goodman eating the uh, chicken parmesan sandwich yes. and then Gandolfini eating the the what was it? The uh, at one point, he was eating like a turkey leg. <laughs> yeah, he really was. He was like smoking a cigarette, drinking a fucking Budweiser, and and eating a turkey leg. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a cop in Philly." <laughs> He's like, 
they're on the set like, Mr. Candlefini, we're You're rolling. You're going to die tonight if you keep eating like that. We're rolling. Get me a cigar! And he's just eating the, the, the leg just like as if nothing. As if he's at medieval times. Something like that. Would you ever eat a turkey leg while wearing a wife a, beater tank top? And a, and a tie? <laughs> um, so this movie, I have to say, it's not talked about a lot. No. And it should be more than what we have talked about it. <laughs> but do you want to... Just go on like a little rant about the movie, and then I'll go on a little something. And I don't know if you want to do ratings right away, but whatever you feel about the movie. As of now, I like I got raw feelings right now, and I hadn't seen the movie in twenty years. But a lot of the connective tissue was there. The the. The remembrance. The I feel memory. like this is a very solidly acted supernatural thriller. I think that it handles the devil mumbo jumbo pretty well. Um, you know, it, it it gives you the words like a zazel and blah blah blah, but doesn't you know make it a too religious experience for the average viewer. Um, the heathens, right? The the you know. The, the Gentiles. The Gentiles are, are willing uh, audience members to this movie, I feel like. Uh, the photography is amazing. Uh, the filmmaking is is very not lacking. It's very high-quality film directing. The acting is great. The characters are great. Um, the use of the devil as someone that switches between characters is something that pretty much... As far as I know, isn't done in any other movie. Mm-hmm. The idea that the devil can be anywhere and anyone <clears throat> wasn't really done before this. Omnipresent, right? He Which can, is scary. Also, he says, you know, he's like, you can kill me, but then I'll just be a spirit free to inhabit whatever I want easily. Easily. Why didn't uh, I notice he didn't want to possess animals? Huh? He was only specifically wanted to be in. Uh, I think that's his last resort. Humans, yeah. right? Yeah, he'd probably go into a well, rat he, or something. Well, uh, he obviously likes higher level thinking beings, mm-hmm. so he's not going to pick like a bird because he wants to eat. He wants, he wants to eat. To... He wants to fuck. He wants to smoke cig- smoke smoke cigars. That makes sense. Yeah, he wants to cut. Okay, and he wants to enjoy earthly delights. Not to cut you off, but yeah, because and that's direct because par- he's a greedy fucking. And it's parallel to what. Jesus did, if you think about it, he came, you know, the story, he came down, made himself flesh, but he didn't do any of those things. He didn't enjoy the cornflakes and, <laughs> and sugar, sugar and milk, which is analogy for the... He did flip over a couple tables and fuck Mary Magdalene, but sure. Exactly, that was his cornflakes and sugar. Right, Mary Magdalene and flipping over preacher's tables of uh, donations. That was, to- I agree with that. He was mm-hmm. pissed because... Yeah. You greedy fucks. They were making transactions in the temple, which was a holy place. Mm-hmm. I'd flip tables and crack skulls to a dirty business. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta step in somewhere. You animals! But uh, this is one of those, you know, you know, mid to late nineties uh, curiosities that just like uh, they, slip they, through the they, cracks. They just, they just hit home with a certain generation of people, you know, roughly, you know. 
people that are uh, 24 to 34 right now that just saw, you know, weird 90s movies all the time on cable. 36. <coughs> 30. <coughs> um, That's crazy. I'm that much older than you. Not really. My brother's two years older than you, so. Jesus. Old yeah. ass? Yeah, well, he's fucking bald as fuck. <laughs> but he's also a dentist and an incredibly good person, so. Shout out to Bald out. Shout out Ryan A.Y. Ryan A.Y. Mm-hmm. Ryan A.Y. Technically Ryan John A.Y. So R.J.A.Y. Whereas okay. I am A.J.A.Y. Which spells A.J. regardless. Uh-huh. You ever get that? No. Yeah. Now it's A.J. or A.J.A.Y. Both of which say A.J. So your parents... Retarded. <laughs> yeah. They're lunatics also. <laughs> well, they were 43 and brain brain damaged. Yeah. <laughs> Making codes within your names like, if they, if they figure if, this if out. A, if A equals 2, what does Y equal? <laughs> <laughs> but um, a, a great film by a director that probably didn't get his due um, made Primal Fear, an Academy Award winning film. Is he alive still? It's what I saw on IMDb. Uh-huh. Um, you might have said that. I didn't. But had an Academy Award winning feature with Primal Fear and then did this movie and then kind of didn't really do too much else that gained any real popular gain. And I feel sort of bad about that because I feel like the, the style of the film is very 90s and very well done. Um, the genre is very 90s and also a, obviously a pretty high standard of that genre. I mean... Sure, there's a lot of real trash below it. But, um, yeah, Fallen is a movie that I quite like. Saw first in college when I was like 21 or so. And uh, just liked the way the characters were treated in the atmosphere. So I will give Fallen, the supernatural thriller, three stars. Nice. Wow, three. Mm -hmm. Why, Why? Okay, hold on. Hmm. Interesting. Cause I'm like at a, like uh, I don't know if it's nostalgia, and I try not to let that take over a lot of times, or like just remembering a movie, or you get excited, right? And then you're like, I remember this. Oh, does that mean this is good? Because it's like well executed. I mean, you said it was well shot. I agree with that. I really like they worked with colors a lot. Mm-hmm. Yellows, reds, whites, kind of the classic. And it's weird, but I do imagine brown. And only because Denzel is almost in every shot. You racist. <laughs> and that's not racist. That's, you know. No, but there is a there, It is Philly. It is the East East Coast. Yep. There's a lot of wood going on. He wore. There's a lot of dark wood frames. The, earth the, tones. The, the, the police prince precinct. Yep. Woodsy. The woods. The woods. You know, the, the very brown evil dead cabin with the red windows. Yep. Oranges, uh, the leaves, uh, the oranges, leaves. oranges, sickly greens, mm-hmm. browns, reds, yep. whites with the snow. Yep, yep. So I do appreciate that. And then, I mean, who doesn't like a good, creepy, freaky devil? Like, and it didn't feel like a horror movie at all, but it definitely was creepy because you not only have this 
like entity floating around but you had a serial killer and he was totally scary in the flesh but then in spirit he was even more scary Mm -hmm. which is like okay i'm just gonna pass on from touch which is it doesn't even have to be a intimate touch it has to it just has to be like they showed a lot of large groups of people moving around you know, mm-hmm. New York style, commuting, walking on the sidewalk. Something as easy as just... The devil could be inside anyone. N- yep, exactly. And just nicking a shoulder or touching a wrist or so easily, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if he's trying to just say the... how Like you're saying, evil is a little... Well, the 90s was just so supple for genre entertainment. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you either had your your Quentin Tarantino crime movies or you had your weird science fiction movies or you had your natural disaster movies like Volcano or Twister or um you had your That's uh, right. Yeah. You had your Die Hard rip-offs like your Speeds and your uh There's hard, a lot of them. A hard Rains. And a year later, uh End of Days came out. Yeah, and you and you had your 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 devil horror movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they were a lot of those movies I just mentioned were rated R. There's yeah. a huge market for rated R movies, which kind of dissipated in the kind of mid aughts. <laughs> Remember Constantine? That oh. was like two thousand five, four, uh, seven. I think. Holy crap! That was not good. I mean, there's I like- a sequel coming. Well, supposedly he says that the, that the sequel will be hard R. Mm, yeah, makes sense. But I also liked his Constantine with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, it's right. a guilty. It's a guilty pleasure. I like. I like the. It's the, a guilty. The the bug man. You know the cartoons. Cool. What about mm. the cartoon rendition of uh, Constantine? Not seen. Yeah, they're on uh, Hobo Max. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I like this movie. I and and you always make fun of me, but I do. I like the biblical essence of it. Um, your soul. Once once they're looking up chapters and verses in the Bible, I'm like, <laughs> Omar's gonna love this movie. <laughs> it's just uh, that was an aspect. Once someone flips with. open a Bible, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> like I grew up with that, but then you think, dude, like what I've grown to to learn is. Almost every religion has the same exact story, mm-hmm. even the pagan ones. The boogeyman that ruins your life. And for some reason, it always comes off as like an excuse for why us as humans are flawed and why we are can do evil and why we commit murder or rape or uh violence or greed well well, even this movie doesn't end happy it doesn't because this ends with the devil triumphing over uh the failures of a man who thought he had all the answers oh well i'm gonna poison myself so you can't inhabit any other thing around oh well i'm dead and now there's a cat now you're a cat the cat spreads to a person now you're new york city now you're another person and like you said, it uh, he he pretty much 
uh, shrunk his power to that level where he's like going into a creature, an animal that's not a human, but he's essentially gonna grow. You can, you know, it's he will gain power again. So is, what is that saying? That you can only knock evil down for a little bit and then it just comes back? And no matter the sacrifice you do? I think we've seen that with Obama and Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you can really reverse a lot of good. Right. But you can also reverse evil. But I, I think it's all cyclical. It's all temporary. It's all once a generation goes away... The new generation forgets the memories of the old generation. So it's just kind of they just do the same shit again. Same mm-hmm. mistakes. Because essentially, you got an old person in your ear telling you stuff not to do. And you don't listen out of a natural rebellion. But then it's like that old person lived it. And they're trying to have you avoid to go through what they essentially went through in all the headaches. You know mm. what I mean? So, I don't know. The ending is is pretty... S- uh, it's not sad, but again, you're going back to the... I'm going back to the scapegoat thing. Well, it's, it goes back to idealizing the fact that evil will always triumph. But why does the sacrifice seem so cheap? Because they make this lofty sacrifice of Azazel, the lofty sacrifice of Jesus. But Denzel, not not that great? He smoked a cigarette. Well, he's uh, he's also a Jesus. (laughs) He smoked a cigarette. It's the battle of the Jesuses. Yeah. But it's not as, like, grand. He dies, and then it's like... It's much like the ending to another uh, photographed film by Thomas Newton Siegel, Usual Suspects, mm-hmm. where the bad guy walks away scotch-free. Yeah, he goes from a limp to a walk to a... Cigarette to a convertible. There you go. And in this movie, it goes from a cat to some bum in New York. Yeah. <laughs> so they can easily make a fallen, too, where the cat bites like a hobo, and the hobo bites like a lady. Thanos. <laughs> The hobo bites like a lady who's shopping at on Michigan Avenue, and then, <laughs> then she bites her husband. Then the husband bites the boss. Then the boss bites uh, the alderman. And then the boss becomes the president <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> and that's how we get Donald Trump. Jesus, give your star rating so I can go take a piss. Um. <laughs> uh, Three, dude, you gave it a three. I'm very surprised, but uh, the performances, Denzel can really bump up a movie like almost a half a star, dude. No matter what. And like, I love the themes. Like you said, like this, this is like my bread and butter. I really like, I'm a sucker for all this shit. I would go with three and a half. Wow. Yeah. And this, I would say this is my fourth maybe fifth time watching it and then since you were like 14 yeah so i mean i was 12 when it came out i didn't know what the hell was going on i but i did feel the atmosphere the creepiness most of the movie is dark right well that's like when end of days came out my dad was like this movie is very creepy and i'm Uh. like (laughs) he's like i'm catholic and it was creepy and i'm like okay well like 
Like, you're talking about the He's end. like, he didn't have a tongue. Do you get it? I'm like, uh, yeah, Dad, that was fine. I don't know. So 3.5 for me. Man. Like, the the wrath of the Lord does not scare me. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's already happened. Yeah. Your life right. is the wrath of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, but then, okay, this is my last point. One thing I think about sometimes. Okay, so they say that, like, pretty much the Adam and Eve situation got disrupted, and essentially that's why we're in the situation we're in now. But if they would have had done that, what would they be? Just, like, weird, naked people walking around? (laughs) Omar, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, if Eve hadn't eaten an apple from the Garden of Evil? Yeah, because that pretty much... That was the ripple, of, you know, in this story. In this, I think, I think we'd be riding woolly mammoth. <laughs> we'd just be like, right? It, there'd be like T Rexes around. We'd have like eighteen wives. Apiece. They did say that though. They did say. Uh, I remember growing up, they'd be like, "Yeah, you used to, back in you know before evil, you'd be able to like pet lions, and you know they wouldn't want to have eat dinosaur you. pets. Yeah, so not dinosaurs, but." I don't know. It's all, you know, very complex. I'll let you go pee. Mm-hmm. You want to give your outro before? Yeah. That was a crazy... <laughs> we we went all over the place. Fallen is a movie that could only exist in the late 90s. And I'm glad it did. Thank you, Denzel. Because Denzel, boy, you were jumping genres like a frog from lily pad to lily pad. And man, you hit some fucking Bernies, but you hit some fucking stars. And you're able to help Will Smith after he goes through a crisis. And tell him that his career is over. <laughs> For now. Do Okay, here's a question. Do you think Will Smith will ever win an Oscar again? The answer is a hard no. <laughs> Do you think Jonah Hill? The answer is a hard no. <laughs> I was going to ask if he was going to gain 200 pounds again or lose The 200. answer is gain 100 pounds. <laughs> and then lose 200 pounds. And then lose 200 and then gain 300. I always wanted to... Uh, He's going to get raped by a demon like in the, the last night or whatever that movie was. You know how in video games you make like a cool gamer tag like Big Pimpin 304 or like Buster Rhymes 97 or Ghostface Killer 187 White Boy Murder number 10 I would do Fallen 98 <laughs> I forgot huh? I'll let you go pee Alright so this has been Slob Cinema Omar gives the 1998 supernatural thriller Fallen, three and a half stars. 3.5. AJ, AJ gives it three stars. Both liked it. Both did not dislike it. And both are going to hell. Tonight. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to do that tonight. You'll never hear from us again. Thank <laughs> you for listening. God to bless. Slobson. God bless. <laughs>